Am I on that list yet? Okay. Um, no. So not everybody got it, huh? All right. Shocked each other. So let's look at our handout that I uh, was able to make for this morning. I wanted to make this fairly simple. And uh, be, be turning in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. There's a whole stack back there. Kids these days, I tell you. Attitude. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey. Oh, well, you left me out. I just grabbed one for me. Sorry. That's all right. I'll just start grabbing one for me on things, too. I'll just let you get your own stuff. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so, uh, we are looking at missions this morning. And we said, what is a mission? And the definition that I, I really like this, I, I guess I, I'm looking at, at our class as uh, with pastor eyes. And I want, uh, partly I want you to get to know me this year uh, and how God has uh, trained me and led me. And so th- this is what I want us to see um, just the training and, and why uh, the reason for missions and the um, anyway just the word of God has just been so prevalent in, in my life and uh, I really think this is a good definition of missions we just said God's desire to restore his image in lost man by means of salvation and and so let's look at Genesis 1 and this verse 26, and we're going to see a couple things here that will be the introductory to our lesson this morning. i got a few things I want to put on the board, but Genesis 1, 26, and I'll read these just uh, partly for the recording, but I want to comment as we look at these, Genesis 1 and verse 26 through 28. <clears throat> Here it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. This is the first mention of the word image. Hey guys, we are in Genesis chapter 1. Yeah, they might grab a hand out there. Hand out donuts. Hey brother. So God said, "Let uh, us make let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth." So God created man in His own image, in the image of God created He him, male and female created He them. And then it says in verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so, uh, I know we've talked about this before, but his commission to Adam... Ah, there's a bad marker... Bad marker. Yeah, I just tossed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 
Be fruitful and multiply and replenish. <clears throat> that's not that's not talking about like man and woman well multiplying each other. It's talking about making the disciples. You're right. So let's talk about this for a minute. So uh, there's a couple things I want us to see here in the verses, and it it relates. I put kind of a calendar on our wall up here. Um, today we're in the first Sunday of 2020, and uh, what I've got marked here this is our uh, this is our vision conference coming up. It's it's sometimes called a missions conference, the sixth through the eighth of that April, and then in September we have a Bible conference. And so uh, I so as far as our class goes, and what I what I want our class to do is connected with missions, and I wanted us to look at Adam's mission with Eve. Uh, they were to be fruitful. And, and that does have to do with, you know, in a very physical way, just uh, children. And then uh, multiply is really, uh, you know, families or, uh, you know, uh, their posterity, your, your extended families. And then uh, replenish is, is almost, uh, almost has to do with cities, just... You know, if 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 all the Adam's children for hundreds and thousands of years lived in Garden of Eden, eventually it would be too big. They would have to go to other places in the earth, and and so. But but like Kevin is saying, uh, in a spiritual sense, th- this is evangelism because uh, you know Paul called Timothy his son in the Lord. We and, and I know this is basic. But but think I want us to think about basics, uh, and and families does have to do with discipleship, like you're saying, uh, Kevin. To where uh, you know when Angie and I had uh, our two children, we we were fruitful. We we even say that we call children the fruit of the womb. Uh, the Bible calls it that. And uh, but we have spiritual children. Uh, when when someone gets saved, they become a child of God, uh, sons and daughters. And then uh, multiply has to do with discipleship because it's at reproducing. And uh, Christ says, you know, be followers of me, and, and I'll make you fishers of men. And and we uh, as we follow the Lord, and and uh, but eventually uh, this replenishing. You know, uh, ho- hopefully this church is only so big, and when it gets so big, we'll start another church and that type of thing. And and so that does have to do with missions. And uh, and and that word is actually not in the Bible. Uh, uh, the Bible only uses the word evangelist twice. With with Philip, is called an evangelist, and disciples in there a lot. Uh, but mission, does, does anyone know where this word comes from? Missions? Uh-huh. Uh, it comes from the word apostle. 
Uh, which means it means sent one. And in the Latin is where it's uh, it's missio. So it's from a Latin word that comes from apostle. It, it's missio. It means sent one, and, and so that that does that does define. Uh, how we think of missions and missionaries, we think of someone being sent. So, uh, so what I want to do this year with our class is, uh, some of you know, we just finished uh, the missions conference downtown. They call it Mission Focus, and this is like their fifth or sixth or eighth year, and it's only been. Uh, it expanded to Harvest Baptist Church in Blue Springs this year for the last two years, I think. So I, I do want us to focus on missions really between now and April. I know that seems like maybe a long time to think about missions, but it's kind of unfolding as we go. Uh, next week, Lord willing, I've asked Brian Calloway to speak to our group. He, he is here uh, from... Uh, Zambia, Africa, uh, but his wife's has been sick or something. He's not sure if he can make it. So uh, uh, forgive me if he can't make it. But Brian is just someone that I, I feel kind of a kindred spirit toward. And uh, I was talking to Bo Green last week. He goes, man, Brian Calloway. He's a guy that gets it. He 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 gets missions and uh, training up nationals and. Uh, and so then, uh, in the middle of the year, I'd like for us to really focus on discipleship, which I know this is kind of backwards from Adam's mission, but this is just kind of how it's unfolding for me. So between the spring and the fall, I want us to focus on discipleship. Um, I haven't got a lot of meat around that yet, other than to... Uh, just think think about some projects that we might be able to do, and then the last part of the year, I really want us to focus on evangelism, and so hopefully it won't be as intimidating as that may sound. But maybe we can talk for three or four months about evangelism. So, anyway, uh, any thoughts about that? As we we don't have a curriculum unfolded yet you know we we're, we've spent two years doing an overview of the Bible so this is we're just kind of at the end of that and and uh, why did you choose it in that order well partly because of the focus mission a mission focus and our vision I want us to kind of be thinking about missions coming into our missions conference and uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly who the speaker is off the top of my head right now for our vision conference. But anyway, so uh, now looking back at this, we gave a definition on your handout of missions defined as God's desire to restore his image in lost man by means of salvation. If you turn over a page in your Bible to Genesis 5, look at Genesis 5. And Kevin, would you would you read 5 and verse 3? And Adam lived 
130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So uh, we've seen in Genesis 1, God created man in his own image, in God's image. But here it's saying that Adam had a son, Seth, after his Adam's image and likeness. So what happened between Genesis 1 and Genesis 5? The fall. It was the fall of man, wasn't it? And so at that time... uh, if, if God put his image in man uh, and at, at the fall he lost God's image and, and, and before you say much more about it look over Colossians this is, uh, this is kind of cool Colossians 1 in our New Testament uh, Colossians 1 and verse 15 Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians Jimothy, you want to read that one fifteen? You might read fourteen and fifteen. Fourteen and fifteen. Yeah. Question. All right, Colossians one fourteen. <clears throat> In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin, sins plural, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Yeah, so there it's calling Christ who who is the image of God of the invisible God. So that's what we say when when someone gets saved, they regain God's image. They become a son of God and they so that's that's what we're saying with this missions here is it's restoring God's image in lost man by means of salvation. And so that that really is uh, Christ's mission. He he said he Christ says, I think it's there with the story of uh, Zacchaeus in Luke 19, where he said, "I am come to seek and to save that which was lost." And so that was Christ's mission. And so we can't uh, do better than uh, Christ. And so I put there on your handout that missions is needed because of man's lostness, and our motivation should be love. And if I would have had some fill-in-the-blanks, I would have put love there. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So uh, that love should be our motivation. <clears throat> so now let, let's look at the Great Commission here in Matthew 28. We're going to... And I want us to... The word Great Commission is not in our Bible, but I want us to see why we say that. In, does it? Wow. Well, that's uh, not part of the text, but... That, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's weird how you said that. I looked right at it. Yeah. Right. I don't disagree with you. It's, it is the Great Commission and... Uh, you said uh, Zacchaeus was in Luke 1? I think it's Luke 19. But it's in Matthew. No. Well, we're looking at Matthew 28. But uh, Zacchaeus' story was in Luke 19. Thank you. And verse 10 was the seek and save the lost. All right, so Matthew 28. And uh, Mark Shipley, let's pick on you uh, 18 through the end of the chapter. Okay. 
2818. I'm sorry, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded thee, commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So the, Christ is saying that uh, before he ascended up into heaven, he is saying that all power was given to him in heaven and in earth, and he's telling his disciples, "Go ye therefore." That that is the charge. That is the mission, and he he's telling them to teach, and that that word is the same word as disciple. Um. If you look at uh, chapter 2757, it's probably on the same page, 2757. It says, When the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. That word disciple is the same Greek word as teach in Matthew 28, using the word teach. So when we say go ye therefore, it's go and make disciples. In other words, win people to Christ, all nations. And then we baptize them, uh, speaking of believers' baptism, in the name. And notice that the, na- the word name is singular. It's not plural, is it? Baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So it's it's a triune God. It's uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And then after we win people to the Lord and baptize, we need to teach them to observe all things. Uh, the Word of God, we give them the Word, uh, whatsoever I have commanded you. And uh, it's, it's neat. Somebody taught me this one. It's... Sometimes we read this wrong. It says, Lo, I am with you always. It doesn't say always. It says always. Why, why do you think it might say that? Instead of the uh, S on it. Past, present, and future. It's in always. That's the always. All the ways. In always. Okay. Every way. One, one, the way somebody kind of clicked with me, they. It's like Christ will be with you all the way. And that that's kind of how I like to think of it. He will be with us in every way. Like longevity. But he'll be with you all the way. Through with, everything. W- through everything. Yeah. And so that's kind of a neat uh, way to say this. So, so that is, that says... That's why we use the word, that's his mission or his charge. Why do we say co-mission? Because somebody else is with them. Okay, explain that a little bit. Uh, Let's be turned to First Corinthians, and but yeah, go ahead and go ahead and say it. Either Jesus or the Holy Spirit or or God, all of them. Okay. Because I, one. I agree with you. I we, I agree with you. So yeah, because he's 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 asking them to go do something, but I'm going to be with you. It, 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 that's why it's a, it's a commission. But look, look at First Corinthians three. And Ray, I'm going to get you up here. Maybe if if you can read that uh, when you get there. First Corinthians three. Uh, 
5. Yeah, 5 through 9. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? The ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Thank you. See, how verse 9 is kind of the capstone of that. Just, we are laborers together with God. So it's like you said, you know, Christ is with us. He asks us to do something, but he'll be with us. And Paul is saying, you know, I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And it's really uh, we're laboring together with God. And I know uh, a friend of mine, when they emailed me, they used to say, your co-laborer. That's how they would sign their name, your co-laborer. So we we are co-laborers. We're with, with God. Uh, so that is the great commission and uh, when, when in Matthew 28 there when it said to go into all nations uh, Jim I don't know I, I know Jim listens to uh, Chuck Swindoll sometimes and he has uh, his ministry I think it's called Ministry 295 and I think it's because the UN has identified that right now on planet earth there's 295 nations. So he calls his mission project Mission 295 or something like that. Uh, so that that is the number he mentions. I don't know the exact... Uh, so he, he is uh, desiring as a ministry to reach all nations. So uh, I put it on your handout there, but uh, the word nation... Whoop, it's not nation... It's the. I think that I don't know if I spelled it right on your handout, but it's it's where we get the word ethnic from. So when 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 we think of nations, we think of United States, Mexico, but there's lots of nations inside that. I mean, uh, the example I had on there was like the Cherokee Nation. Right, an ethnic group of Indians, uh, maybe the Apache Nation, um, but there's there's all. I'm trying to think. Even if you said, uh, "I have a burden to reach uh, the black man," well, are you saying Kenyans? Are you saying? Nicaraguans, you know, or not not Nic- <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> That's what I was starting to think. So, um, so anyway, I want you to think think about that as we try to reach. Uh, I mean, Life Issues is trying to target the addicted, so that's almost a group of people. Because um, I know when Randy and I went to Salem, Missouri, gosh, ten years ago now. Uh, we went to Alcoholics Victorious, and that's when our trip home was really when the Lord laid on my heart that I'm supposed to be the leader of this. And uh, when we got there, there was like 
50, 60 people in the basement of this church. And uh, as we left there, Randy goes, you know, Steve, there, there's a whole group of people in our culture that we're not reaching. And that that's the way he said it. Uh, I'm like, well, you're right. You know, we, we try to do this, that, and the other, but we're not really reaching the addicted at that time. And and so uh, on the way home, uh, I was leading the Lightwalkers class, and we're studying through the book of Proverbs, and we just happened to be in Proverbs chapter 4, and verse 23 says, To keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so it was, I just remember the sun was setting. We're driving up north on 71. We had just been to this alcoholic victorious meeting, and it just kind of somehow... And what, what he said that kind of clicked with me, he said, Really, Steve, we could probably just do a Bible study and invite people with addiction. And it was kind of like, oh, well, I do like to teach the Bible, so I'll do it. You know, it was, it was just kind of that aha moment. And uh, so that that's that's the people group that uh, we've endeavored to uh, reach with the gospel. So now, who, who uh, Roman numeral three? Who can who can participate? Who will participate in missions? And re- really, if you think about it, uh, I mean, it does say anyone can participate, but the spiritual minded person will participate. <clears throat> There's really only two things necessary. You know, I had an idea, Steve. Yes, sir. Uh, I I had been praying. You know, you were you were talking about that little uh, as what, what is it? The phrase you said as or the likeness. The three, the three different. Like, if God wants me, then we were saying three different ways. I can't remember how to say it, but I was praying over that the other day, and then the whole uh, going to Iola popped up, and uh, you know I was praying that God could use me however He wanted to use me, that He could have me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the Iola thing came up, so I looked mm. at that as a mission. Yeah, I, I do too. That. <laughs> So, so it, and, and I agree with that. Just uh, so there has to be a willingness, and there has to be uh, an availability. Those two things go a long ways, don't they? Yeah. If you're willing and if you're available, um, God, God will use you. And I, I know I know Brady was looking at that as a mission as well, and, and it is. We were going there to serve our brothers and sisters in Iola. Um, <clears throat> so, just as with people, uh, any church can participate, but spiritually minded churches will feel compelled to participate. And uh, l- let's look at the Acts one right now, and I'll just say. Uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know how you guys but when we came here I mean this was uh, this church was an oasis to us and um, I guess I feel like this church is going somewhere that I like being part of you know progress and we're, we're doing something we, we're going forward and um 
because I do know like some churches just have almost primarily a Sunday morning service, right? Uh, maybe maybe Sunday evening, maybe Wednesday evening, but uh, very very little besides those. And uh, so I do like it that our church is mission minded, and it, uh, so that is one thing that attracted us about HBF uh, was not only Pastor Brian, his humility, his wisdom. I, I feel like uh, he, he's almost been like our King David, like you know David. The people love David; he, they rally around him, and they're ready to go to war with him. And so I, I feel that way towards Brian. But our, our church as a whole is mission-minded, and we uh, do desire to impact the world uh, before his coming. Let's look at one eight Acts one eight and. Uh, Pam, do you, do you mind reading that one? <clears throat> but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Uh, I spell Judea. Yeah. A-E-A. Ah. And Samaria. A R. Like that? Yeah. I want us to notice, uh, too, that that word uttermost is not plural in that verse either. Uh, I've probably read it wrong before, but it's the uttermost singular part of the the earth <clears throat> or the world. Uh so yeah, you can almost look at these as, as uh, in a circular way. That um, oh, I missed it. I lifted up my pen a little bit. Uh, so th- this is exactly what happened in the Book of Acts. That uh, Peter and the apostles were in Jerusalem. And uh, some persecution caused them to flee, and and they they did go to uh, Judea, and they did go to Samaria, and uh, some of them end up going to the uttermost. And uh, the, the reason I the reason I thought uh, it's important to mention that it's uttermost and not the uttermost, because sometimes in the Bible it is plural, but I, I think it's personalized that God wants you. You and I can't be in all places of the world, but we can be in the uttermost, whatever that is. We we can do something in the uttermost part of the world. Uh, singular. But uh, so, if you think of how this applies to us, I mean, Harrisonville is really our Jerusalem, isn't it? And what do you, what do you think would be our Judea? Would it be like Cass County probably so, something like that uh, That that's really our <clears throat> Judea and Samaria might just be the, the USA in general and, and uttermost uh, maybe be uh, overseas or uh, just nations maybe other nations other other countries and so, uh, 
so how how are we doing with that? We we do have some ministries. We have a church here in Harrisonville. We have some outreach things that we do. We we do go to Cass County Jail. Uh, um, trying to think what other things we do. We do support some other things uh, in our own city. We've got the the Shiloh. Um, the vouchers. The yeah, the Good News Club. The Good News Club. Yep, for children. That's, so we, and that reaches other people in our county. And uh, as far as USA, I mean, we we went to Iola, Kansas yesterday. We do uh, help with Mammoth, Illinois, with our Mammoth trip, and so we do some things there. And and so where, where we're uh, going to be talking about in the next few weeks is really uh, our missionaries. Uh, we 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 got a good list now. That there's like 26 missionaries that we support, or we we have like 10 that we support, and another uh, 16 that we approve of. That uh, other some of us do support some of these other. So so HBF is doing this on some level, aren't we? And and it's good for us to think about these things. And so that's. Uh, what I want us to think about. Look over at uh, Acts 13. We're here in Acts. Let's look at Acts 13. And verse 47. I was just reading something that kind of helped point this out to me. I, uh, somebody else want to read Acts 13, 47? Go ahead. No, you got it. No, you got it. No, you got it. All right. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Now it's um, it's talking about Paul and Barnabas here in verse 46. But no, notice that it says that the Lord commanded us. But then it... It uses some singular language. I have set thee to be a light unto the gent of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for the salvation unto the ends of the earth. So it's it's almost like uh, Paul himself received this commission. I need to go to the Gentiles, but he's saying that it's for us. The commandment that was for him is for us, and. Uh, that that word Gentiles is how the word nations is usually translated. I think nations is in the Bible. I'm going to say it wrong, but it's almost uh, it's almost twice as much Gentiles. And when you think of Gentiles, just think of non-Jew. So in the Bible, there's. Uh, you're, you're either a Jew or you're a Gentile. And, and really, the Samaritans were kind of half Jew, half Gentile. But um, anyway, th- that word nations is translated almost twice as often as Gentile. So Paul and Barnabas were doing this, and Paul had received the charge to go, but he, he said it's for us. And so I just wanted to point that out, that that's for all of us, isn't it? So, all right, Roman numeral four. What is a missionary? It's a definition, uh, someone who is trained and accomplishing 
God's mission to a local church and is then sent out to reproduce that church in a different location. And so, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times we think of being a missionary, we we think of going across the ocean or the jungles of Africa, or we think of some. Do you know there's very few remote areas anymore? In fact, you might hear Kale mention that today. Uh, Kale's going to Hungary, and what is the main town in Hungary? The biggest city? Uh, is it Budapest? It is Budapest. That's where he's going. It's a population of two million or more. So when we think of, so here's a guy that's come, he's at our church this morning, that's going to Hungary, where there's two million people. It's as it's ever been as modern. And when I went to Jerusalem, you think of Jerusalem as Bible times and you know ladies with gowns or you know, but it, it's it's as modern as our city is, and. Uh, you can actually buy a house in Jerusalem. You can live there if you wanted to. And um, I was telling Jim, it, it, it's a lot of money. You can still be buried on the Mount of Olives. You can still be buried there. I think he said it was like $60,000 a plot now. But uh, anyway, so when we think of remote, we think of the Amazon rainforest, we, we think of... And uh, what we're going to see here, uh, be, be turning to Acts 13, <clears throat> because uh, missions is, when we think of kind of the golden age of missions, we might think of William Carey, and I had a quote from him, I don't know if I can pull it up here right now, but... Um, but we, we think of like getting on a ship, and getting a one-way ticket to Africa, and and people did that. And and you think of uh, there's a guy named Adoniram Judson. There's a guy named Hudson Taylor. One of them went to Burma. One of them went to China. I'm not as, uh, but they did that. They they went there and and they bought the field and they reached uh, was it Hudson Taylor for China? Adoniram Judson, Burma. I, I think that's the way it was. But I mean, he he became as Chinese as you could without. I mean, he shaved his head and braided. I mean, he he looked like Chinese and he lived there and and. Uh, but if we go someplace today, like Kale's going to, they've already had some revivals. There's people saved there. There's people wanting to be discipled there. He's going to a place that just needs a church. They need a pastor. And he he's he's going there. And uh, look at Acts 13, and and we're going to see this. uh, It's kind of the, uh, this is like the first missionary, uh, the Apostle Paul. And let's see how God uh, directs them in Acts 13. It says, now there were, in verse 1, in the church that was in Antioch, or at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that is called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manan, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, 
and Saul. And, and let me stop right there. Is that uh, five or six names? Simeon, Lucius, Lucius, Manan. Yeah, Saul makes six. Uh, is Saul makes six? Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus more. Yeah. So anyway, uh, notice that this is kind of a diverse group. Uh, that Niger, that that's um, like the word Nigeria, right? And uh, that that word simply means black. The word Niger means black. And so it's believed he was like a, a black African. Uh, Barnabas himself was, uh, or, or was it? I think Barnabas was from uh, an island there in the Mediterranean. And uh, this Lucius of Cyrene, that was uh, uh, in the northern part of Africa. And then you had Saul of Tarsus. So all five or six of these guys were from different places. So it was a pretty eclectic group there at this church in Antioch. So this is the church in Antioch. And then verse 2 it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Uh, so these were all uh, godly men and, and they were fasting. They were seeking the Lord's uh, direction. It says, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Um and, and if, if you look on your handout, I, I put that a uh, missionary's call is twofold. The missionary and the church must b- both be convinced of, of their calling. So the, all these guys were, were praying and they were fasting together. And, and the Holy Ghost kind of confirmed with all of them that, you know what, Paul and Barnabas, they need to be separated and go to a work that I've called them. It used the word calling there. I think that's a little bit uh, sometimes a mysterious what this calling is. And I, I hope uh, I was listening to uh, Kale, our speaker this morning. I was listening to him talk on a, uh, I don't think I've ever actually met him, but I was listening to him on a recorded thing. And uh, he said like two years ago, so he's 29 or 30 right now. And uh, a couple years ago, he had a a missionary told him, you know what, believers, we need to be uh, ready to do anything, anytime, anywhere the Lord calls us. I don't know if you've ever heard that. That's that's what I was talking about. Oh, that's why I was, because I mentioned this Friday night. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, the, the missionary challenge, are you willing to do anything, anytime, anywhere God calls you to do? And so this uh, Kale's like, wow, okay, all right, Lord, anything you want, anytime, anywhere. That that was Kale's calling. I don't know if he'll mention that this morning. Uh, That's why I decided I was going to go. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, I'm glad <laughs> glad we. I couldn't connect with your train of thought till now, but. Uh, but you, you know what uh, he said in the thing I was listening to? He said his life got worse after that. 
he's, he's like, he went through a valley. He's like, you know, Lord, are you there? And he didn't get specific on his uh, radio thing I was listening to. But uh, but then but then it, he, uh, I think he had been on five or six, he's been to Hungary five or six or seven times uh, working with uh, the youth over there and doing some revivals and, and uh, the Lord just kind of confirmed it. And now his church pastor in Ohio confirmed it too. So Cale himself became convinced that I needed to devote my life to the Lord uh, wherever, whenever, and uh, wherever. However, I don't know if I said that wrong there, but so anyway, that, that's a good challenge for all of us, isn't it? And uh, so that that's what happened here in Antioch in the book of Acts 13. Uh, they're praying and fasting, and uh, God had already called Paul, but he he confirmed it with the leadership of the church in Antioch and Barnabas. Um, and, and when it when it says separated. Uh, meaning they were to go, but all of us are to be uh, separated unto the Lord, aren't we? We're we're to be uh, separated unto the gospel because we, we think we think separation sometimes this means I need to be weird, you know. But it's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we are to be a peculiar people, but. We're we're in the world, but not of the world, right? We, uh, I, I don't know how you guys are. I mean, most things on TV don't shock you still, but so we had our grandkids uh, over New Year's Eve, and we're all staying up. Uh, but we were watching a movie, so we missed the ball drop. We we were done with our other show about eleven fifteen, which is twelve fifteen on the East Coast, and so so we turned into what was going on in Louisiana and New Orleans, and uh, I forget. You know, they had the countdown and the fireworks. I forget what else they had, and but the main leader of the entertainer, I, I don't even know his name, but uh, shortly after midnight, and you know, there's still graffiti flying and we're all dancing and everything, and but he, he grabs his white boyfriend and kisses him right on the mouth, right on, you know, public TV, right on New Year. I'm thinking, oh, you know, God forgive us. This is the way our country's bringing in the new year. This guy's kissing that guy on national TV. I'm like, there's nothing, you know, godly about that. Because we, we, and I love Ray's, uh, he's got a, a red hat. It says, make America godly again, not not make America great again. But when we say we want America to be great, I mean, that's a good, that's a good thing. But nobody really wants to change. It, because we need the gospel for people to change, don't we? I mean, our our country's never been more divided with without actually going to war with the civil war, probably. But anyway, just uh, that was something that uh, I read. It's like we all want America to be great again, but nobody's willing to change. Yeah, I think that it just brought to my mind. Sometimes we don't. We don't understand as a nation who we are in Christ mm-hmm. because we are a blessed nation. Mm-hmm. And so we we need to be about the business of going to the uttermost in mm-hmm. this area because we are the blessed nation. 
at this time. Right. You know, we are one nation under God. Hmm. And so that, you know, we should understand that as a nation who we are. Do, do you know, I mean, of course, we led the nations in sending out missionaries for years, but I think it's been close to 20 years ago now. I heard that South Korea was sending out more missionaries than the USA 20 years ago. Uh, faith-based, Bible-based? Well, it's a, it's a Presbyterian. It's more Calvinistic, but... Yeah, that's... But, uh, I mean, little old South Korea that, you know... Is sent... What's their population, though? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, we're we're about 350 million, but there may be 20 million. I don't know. We've but, taken an awful lot for granted in this country. Yeah, well, you, you said something, Pam. At, at my con- at my company that I work for, I really haven't read about it, but they have a little slogan that says. Uh, so my na- the name of our country's uh, company is Catalant. It's like. Uh, a combination of catalyst and talent. They call it catalyst, catalyst and talent. But they have a little slogan. They say, "I am catalyst." And you've heard things like that. That, but I was, I was thinking we we should have the motto, "I am HBF." That's I am HBF, or I am. We are Christians, but uh, we need to take this mantle of missionaries seriously. And. Uh, so everyone is called to salvation. We're all uh, called to be servants of the Lord. And um, we, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. But so, so here's one of my thoughts how we can, I mean, we can all sit in here. We can hear things about uh, missionaries and missions. And hopefully this has stirred you somewhat. But uh, I was telling Jim, and I don't even think I've told you yet, honey. So forgive me, but I'm really thinking that maybe the end of March, the middle of March, uh, maybe we can go help Brad McGuire, you know, with something, help them watch their kids on a Sunday morning. I'm thinking even we could go somewhere on a Sunday morning. We could go help David Pierce with something. So uh, I just thought we might do something as a group to kind of conclude our study of missions uh, and and help us. Th- and I actually talked to Brad and Tyler yesterday, and they said we would love for you to come and do that. Uh, they've just got two groups of kids. I, I said, well, we'll probably bring ten people, maybe fifteen, twenty at the most. He's like, well, we just got two groups of kids, so whoever can or might be willing to go uh, forty miles east of here, uh, that that's something I'm thinking about. It is. Anybody got any thoughts on that, or what would you think about that? That'd be cool. Going work. Think it'd be good. It's uh, Clinton, Missouri, to uh, what's the name of their Baptist church? It's New Life. New Life. Yeah, they, they meet at the Benson Center. I don't know what time their service starts, but if we still met here at nine, hmm. we could take the church van, be down there, and talk to their service. Ah, okay, that's a possibility. We don't even, I'm sorry. When you said the three quarters there, I was thinking, man, it'd be nice to end each one of those quarters with something on the ground. Right. You know, actually, like the evangelism. Right. That 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 is what I'm thinking, and I haven't got it all together yet. But maybe we could 
all stand up here at Walmart and pass out tracks or something. I don't know. As scary as that sounds. Go to the plaza next Christmas. I'll hold, I'll hold a cross. Yeah. You could actually do all three if you're even down there at Clinton because oh, okay. huh. passing out, you know, morning service papers, you can uh-huh. still evangelize. Yeah. You know, meet people that's, you know, just kind of. That's I think it's yeah. to, to practice all three. Well, yeah. Missions is discipleship. It is evangelism. So it is. So anyway, those are just some things I'm thinking. And um, and we don't all have to watch kids. I mean, uh, even like Cheryl, I know you're not uh, super mobile. You know, we, we can just sit and listen to uh, Brad preach or... There'll be something that we can all do. Maybe we can all take down some food for a potluck. I think one Sunday a month they have a potluck afterwards. So, uh, you know, we, we sent out that church almost three years ago. So, anyway, it'll be good just to... Uh, I met a man that they've reached. I mean, I did, it was just cool to me. It's like... Here's a guy who came with him to work down there at Iola, Kansas, and I don't even know the guy. He works at the tracker boat place, and so uh, anyway, they're, they're reaching their Jerusalem, and so that's that's kind of what it's all about, isn't it? So anyway, uh, that that's kind of my vision. Thank you guys for being here. We can uh, let out a little early and just fellowship, or um, any other thoughts or questions. We do that at the end of every quarter. It becomes less overwhelming. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And I look at this and think of Angela. What am I going to say? Right. Well, you do think that. Maybe if we was to do this, it is really doable. We see it. It is. We do it. So, Connie is saying, I am missions. I don't think. I am evangelism. No, I'm saying I'm willing. That's good. And you're available. Yeah. Christian. Huh? Little mockery. That that was a term that was used to say little Christ. Mm hmm. Yeah, so so, if somebody as a Christian, they were taking on the ridicule of being called a little Christ because the public was generally against it. Right. So when you wear the name Christian, you should wear it as a badge, you know. Mm-hmm. So in the Holocaust, the Jews, they identified as Jews. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they wore the tattoos and through everything represented. And I'm not, you know, promoting it. Yeah. But it's just something we've got to take seriously, not just for the church, but as a daily dying to Christ. Right, Mark's saying, uh, I know you can't hear him, but just that Christian, the word Christian, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, in 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 math or in uh, Genesis uh, five, there we almost read it with Kevin. Uh, it said he created them male and female, and it says he called their name Adam their name plural Adam and Eve were called Adam so that that's why when someone gets married today when Angie and I got married she took on my name and so when we get when we accept Christ we become a Christian we take his name and Mark's saying how that was pretty derogatory uh, 
I mean, still today, they they actually say that Christianity is the most persecuted group uh, in the world. They, I, I was reading something about that, and uh, but it it is uh, so. The word Christian means little Christ, because uh, the pagans would say. Your your God lives inside you. You know they they've got all these idols, right? These big idols that they can all look at and see and worship. But your your God is inside you. You you're a little Christian. You got a little. Your God is pretty small. He lives inside of you. That's kind of where it came from. And so he's saying that that's really kind of a badge of honor, even though it's derogatory. That we do need to wear it honorably and and be about our Lord's business uh, daily as. That's what he's saying. So, well, well said, Mark. Thank you, brother. I'm going to shut this off and.